Bidzy Small Business Society number 199. You're listening to Bidzy Small Business Society. I'm Rob Barisoff. We talk to small business owners about what makes their small business successful. Connect with Bidzy Small Business Society at bidzy.com and grow your business. Hey guys, quick message to let you know I've teamed up with Audible and I wanted to give you the opportunity to try their platform free for 30 days. And along with that 30-day free trial is a free audiobook download from a library of over 180,000 titles. I recently listened to Tim Ferriss' 4-Hour Workweek and you'll find other audiobooks from great entrepreneurs like Gary Vee, Grant Cardone, Robert Kiyosaki, as well as tons of other nonfiction and fiction authors. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash Bidzy, B-I-D-S-Y. Try it free for 30 days. There's no obligation. You've got nothing to lose and a free audiobook download to gain. That's at audibletrial.com forward slash Bidzy. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, if you're looking for a service provider or a local professional, go to Bidzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, if you're looking for new customers or a way to expand your customer base, sign up for your 30-day free trial today at Bidzy.com. Welcome to another episode of Bidzy Small Business Society. Today I am chatting with Alessandra Colacci. Alessandra is a live streaming and social media strategist and the founder of Influence Buzz. With over 15 years of online marketing experience, Alessandra works with businesses to help them increase their visibility and develop unique content. And she's got a great resume. Past clients include Coca-Cola, Warner Brothers, MTV, and many more. More of her strategies can be found on the Influence Buzz podcast, where she goes behind the scenes with top live video influencers to find out what gets them fired up. Welcome, Alessandra. Can you first tell us more about yourself than about what projects you're working on today? Yeah, so um, I feel like kind of my history has always been business. You know, ever since I was a teenager, I was like had that entrepreneurial spirit. So um, so it was really in my blood. And so I first started a I had a startup back in the days of MySpace. And I always laugh when I say MySpace because I'm like, (laughs) I know. Do these millennials even know what that is anymore? (laughs) I'm like, it wasn't that long ago, but I feel like, you know, Facebook really came out of nowhere and, and took over. And so MySpace was pretty major back then. I mean, it was a large social network. It was the largest one ever at that time. And so I built a startup around resources. And at that time, social media wasn't even you know, a term. It was kind of so early. And so that grew to 21 million visitors a month was, was really large, was mentioned in the wall street times alongside Google and other, you know, large companies that were in that space too. And, um, and so that was my first foray into business. Um, and as you know, MySpace is no longer, I mean, it kind of is, but. Oh, it's still there. Yeah. (laughs) I just don't know how much traffic's happening there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not sure what they've gotten gone in a different direction, but Facebook is is where it's at. And so, um, so I kind of changed back to the corporate world for a few years after that. And then I'm like, what, what am I doing? I need to be in business again. So that's how I, um, I started getting into live streaming a couple of years ago. Now I was like, okay, this is a really good 
I love what I'm doing in this space. I love video. And so that's how I got back into doing, having a consultancy and an agency around live video streaming and social media strategy. So 21 million visits per month before social media was even a term. How did you do that? And how can some of those strategies um, translate into today's landscape, Alessandra? I really try to be what I call a, you know, future caster. So I look at what kind of things are going to be popular. And so I saw that, I saw that happening with MySpace in this really early stage of social media. I saw that happening in mobile and now I see that happening in live, live streaming. And with that, I was just really early and I was, and I knew that the thing people wanted was to be able to customize and make things really their own. So at that time I, I grew it really in, in kind of a viral way. And I usually don't use the word viral because I think we, you know, sometimes we overuse that. Yeah, a bit of a buzzword, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, well, really, it's like hard to manufacture that, right? But in this case, what happened was it was something that I provide these these kind of things that people can customize. And then it was hot linked on my server. So it would always link back to my site. And so really you're creating kind of all these people who are advocates for your own site and that are driving traffic back to your site anytime they put something on their MySpace page. So it was like, you know, it, it was a, incredibly expensive to run servers. Um, I think at one time I, I was like shocked because my server company told me uh, YouTube at the time was kind of early and they said, oh, you know, you're pulling as much traffic on your server as YouTube is. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay, well. Yeah, the the bill at each month shows that because it was pretty expensive for the servers. But uh, I think that's what it is, you know, really giving people what they want at the right time and and saying this is what's needed and this will will kind of like take take you know ramp up and grow. So we talked about this a bit in our pre chat here, Alessandra. Why video? Why do people want video now? Well, you know, it's funny because I recently, my husband was looking at learning something in Word. I think he was looking at doing a mail merge and it's something he had never done before. And he was kind of like dragging his feet. He's like, oh, I don't really want to have to go go learn this. And, you know, I said, oh, just Google it. And then, and he's kind of like, oh, I don't know, you know. And then I said, well, just go on YouTube. I'm sure there's tons of videos on how to do it. And, <laughs> and his eyes like lit up and he says, oh yeah, YouTube, like that, that's totally where I should go. I don't know. I didn't think about that. And it was hilarious because in that moment, I, I, you know, I just thought this is why video is so powerful because you can learn, you can be entertained, you can be inspired, you can get to know someone 10 times faster. There are all those things that are benefits to video. And especially now in this kind of new era where live video is, is becoming more popular, not only can you do all those things, but you can do them in an interactive, real kind of way. And so that's a really pow- big power of what, what's going on now. So my, for instance, my Facebook feed is just jammed up with Facebook live feed. Talk about creating that unique content. How is somebody going to stand out amongst like the plethora of live video that's on Facebook, for instance? Yeah. And it's funny because now Facebook is just pushing it so much that really any kind of content you create in the next few months and live video is going to surface more than any other kind of content you make. So if like you're, you're saying you're their, their algorithm is favoring that con- that oh, live absolutely. content, right? Yeah. Abs- yeah. And you know, what's funny is they haven't been secretive about that. I mean, they haven't, they haven't really been, uh, I mean, they don't say like you're going to get into the new scene more, but they say that they're really promoting it and pushing it. And video in general. So really, I always see the hierarchy is live videos, number one for them. 
any kind other kind of pre-recorded videos number two then images then you know text uh, then link and then text so um you want to you want to be as close as you can with most of your content the top of that of that kind of um, hierarchy there and with with live video they're pushing it you know so i think um my advice is always start as easily and simply as you can because i think a lot of times we think Oh, let me get a full on studio. And, you know, right now we're building out our studio because we we have a lot of, you know, we have some clients that we work with them in person to do live videos. We have some that we work remotely to to produce live videos. But um for the for the average person who's just getting started, you can just start with your phone. And I'd say more so think about what your customer or your client or whoever you're trying to reach wants to either learn, share, or be inspired by. And you'll get some good content. I think don't go live just to go live, but, you know, think through at least the kind of content and topics that would be good for the people who you're trying to reach. Yeah. So I think, and again, we did talk about this in terms of podcasting. I think that, uh, you know, the quality of your content is going to supersede the quality of the, the actual video itself, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you, when you look at something, I, there've been things that have gone incredibly viral and you know, I, I, the, the one I like to point to is Chewbacca mom. Have you heard of a Chewbacca mom? Oh my God. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> I can't like, I'm almost crying, uh, laughing at that thing. Like it just yeah, makes me it, so happy. <laughs> it totally does. And that's, what's so funny is, you know, she, she couldn't have manufactured that. Like it's, there's no way someone could say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do this video and this is what I'm going to do. And, but the fact is what I'm so fascinated by, by her story is it, started with, she had under a thousand friends at the time, maybe, maybe even like, you know, 500, 600. And by the time I had seen it, I went to her page, her, her personal profile and she had hundreds of thousands of friends at that point. And, and, and like tons of people like hundreds of thousands of people following her. It had millions of views, but it started with a very small circle with just a thing from her phone in her car. And from there, because it was so great, people shared it within her small social circle. And then that shared outside that social circle. And once it hits a certain point, it has that, that just hockey stick effect where it takes off from there, especially on Facebook. Yeah, man, I'm looking at it right now. It's got over 8 million views on YouTube. Wow. Uh, hilarious. Oh, on YouTube too. Yeah, I remember when I, I broke down the stats in a, in a podcast, in a, in a blog post, and it was just incredible because it, it was, I think by now on Facebook, it probably has, you know, tens of millions of views. Oh, I bet, yeah. And, and, and you know, what's interesting is the a lot of people try to kind of force uh, let's say they try to force YouTube as their strategy and say, okay, I'm going to put content on YouTube because I want to do video. And that's not necessarily the case. You know, you, if you put native Facebook content, whether it's pre-recorded video or live or Facebook live, you're going to get the best results. If, if your audience is active on Facebook, which pretty much any audience is, you know, um, if you're building YouTube, you can build that as a separate strategy, but don't, don't try and kind of bring your Facebook people to YouTube, you know, have your YouTube people, uh, interact there and all that kind of stuff. And then have Facebook native content. And what I mean by that is upload that content to Facebook directly or do a lot of Facebook live directly on your Facebook page. Isn't it important to have that, um, have that content on YouTube for Google searches and, uh, sort of those, um, sort of getting preference in Google specifically or. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because even with me, um, I think of, 
uh, it depends depending on what it is. Like, let's say I have a podcast or I have a Google, a YouTube channel. Those might be secondary places for me. Those might be places even to kind of almost archive and capitalize on the audience at the in those places. So it's always good to repurpose that content or put that content from Facebook that maybe natively you created on Facebook or you uploaded to Facebook to also have it on YouTube. But it's really um, a build of an audience in the place that you're you're putting that content. So you may not get significant results if you don't already have a big YouTube channel. However, you know, you can improve that by get having good tags, having, you know, kind of treating like search engine optimization on YouTube side. Um, and on Facebook, it's a less so that, you know, you don't really, um, focus as much on the searchability of it because they don't have a lot of good mechanisms that for that yet, but you may put in hashtags and things like that. Um, especially if you're doing live video. So you do want to have that kind of content. Cause like you said, it's similar to some people who still even put Google plus content out there uh -huh. because since, you know, Google likes that kind of content that's on their platforms natively. But what I see a lot of people doing is they're, let's say Facebook centric or Instagram centric or any other or Twitter centric. And that's kind of where their audience is and there. That's maybe one of their top, to networks that they use and, and communicate with their audience. And they're constantly trying to push people from there to YouTube. What, what ends up happening is you're kind of slicing up the pie a lot of ways and you're really not getting the leverage versus if you just put it natively on that platform. Ah, yeah, makes sense. So now we're talking uh, mostly about Facebook and YouTube right now. Talk about some of the other platforms and how those live streaming strategies can, can work into an overall video strategy, Alessandra. Sure. I think um, a lot of times people get overwhelmed because there's a new video app every it's all it's I kid you not. It's almost daily now that there's like, oh, OK. <laughs> yeah. Like, it I seemed like Blab came and went in a day. Right. Like. Yeah. And I loved Blab. And I think a lot of times people ask me, like, well, do you do you regret being very involved in Blab? And I'm like, absolutely not. I mean, I was very involved in, in Periscope early on. I was very involved in Blab and things have shifted and changed in the just the short two years that I've been involved. And I don't think that's ever throwaway. If you get involved in a platform, let's say you got involved in Snapchat early on and then it, it wasn't as big later on, which I mean, it, it has it's grown tremendously. But if that had happened, you really build a community and you can transfer that community anywhere. So I think, you know, take advantage of the fact that some of these platforms are new and that maybe you're not competing with as many people and, and, you know, people are looking for content, but there's not as much content there. So I think, you know, with, for example, Periscope, you tie into, um, to the Twitter platform with that. And so it, it's a little less competitive than Facebook. You have more kind of organic reach because Periscope has a little bit more around discovery and people finding content that they want to find. Um, and they've improved on that more recently, but on Facebook, it's really going to be kind of your, your current circle and their circle, um, and, or your current followers and their, their circle. And so, um, you can use these and maybe even try things on some smaller platforms and see if you can build a really good audience there. But I'd say always, it's the same thing like we we're saying, uh, with Facebook and YouTube, um, you know, maybe Facebook is your primary and then you have a secondary that you also create content on. Awesome. Now, Alessandra, this may be a little self-serving, but talk about some of the challenges that people have in creating video and give us some of the actionable steps that they can take to really embrace and overcome those challenges. 
Well, you know, it's funny because it's something similar to, I think, creating audio. You're like, okay, I can create an image anywhere, anytime. What, what, you know, I don't have to be in front of a microphone. I don't have to do anything, you know, and uh, I can just, you know, that's something you can do on the fly whenever you want, or you can, you know, uh, use other content or things like that. But with video, it's something where I feel, especially if you're doing something that's scheduled, for example, when I was doing Blab, I would be like, oh, I have to be, you know, in front of my desk at this certain time because that's when the broadcast is supposed to go live. And it was a little bit more limiting because I realized I'm, I have to create this content at a specific time. However, the benefit of that, I think, is is also tying into one of the problems people have. Um, you know, there's a few things is one of them is getting on camera for the first time or, or, be, or being, you know, kind of, it's a hard, a hard thing for them at, in, you know, first few times maybe even. And the second one is consistency, you know, consistency of content is something I think we all struggle with, but with live video, especially if it's scheduled at a certain time, which Facebook is now launching where you can schedule pre-schedule live videos and, what that forces you to do is create that content no matter what. And so you're like, oh, I'm, my hair's not great today or, <laughs> you know, or I said too many ums or whatever. And it's okay. Like that's not a problem because you're creating content on the fly and then you can create a lot of other content afterwards with bits and pieces of that f- original piece of content. Well, tons of lights going off in my head, Alessandra. Thanks for all this. Now, I want to make a shift. I want to talk about some of your rewards. Why is it so great to be Alessandra Kalachi? Uh, well, I think, you know, it's, I just love, like I said, I love being a future caster and finding and thinking what is the next big trend. And I feel like being in the social media space early and kind of starting to get that momentum, um, you know, the good and bad thing is that I was so early to it that I was kind of too early. And so that's, (laughs) that's the thing that's happened with live video is when I first started influence buzz, I was too early and I'm like, okay, I know this is going to hit. I know this is going to hit, but I just, I have to kind of be patient Just and wait three feet through. from gold, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, totally. It was that that kind of a situation. So I said, you know, I but I was so passionate about it because I knew, you know, I knew in my heart this is something that felt a lot like that first time when kind of that light bulb went off and I was like, oh, okay, social media is going to be huge. And so I know how much it did to my business then. So I love, you know, trying to say, trying to stick with it and and figuring that out. And that's been really exciting for me. You're a self-proclaimed future caster, Alessandra. In your opinion, what is going to be the dominant social media platform in 12 to 24 months and why? You know, I've always wanted something to kind of at least compete with Facebook because (laughs) I think we're just all like, okay, this just feels like a monopoly here. But at the same time, I feel like they're making some really smart moves. So something that I was not very involved in, but my friend Allie McAdam got me more involved in was Instagram. And I I was like, "Eh, I don't know, I'm not really into Instagram. And I felt I felt terrible because I was so behind. I realized that my first Instagram post was from 2010 or something like that. And I was like, oh, if only I had gotten involved. I feel so behind, you know. And then what really started to happen was she was like, hey, you can catch up and you can surpass even people who've been using it for for a long time if you do the right kind of stuff. So uh, I used a lot of her strategies, worked with her and grew that very quickly. And then what I'm so happy about is that because Facebook overall is the thing that I think is going to continue to be the you know, the beast of social media, like the behemoth that they are, and then that's going to trickle down to Instagram. And so Instagram with Instagram stories, which is relatively new. And now with advertising on Instagram, I think it's going to be the up and comer that's just going to grow and grow along with Facebook. Big takeaway there, never too late to start, right? Mm-mm, yep. 
I, I mean, I really was like, I'd see people and I'd say, oh, you know, but they have thousands of followers on here. And um, on Twitter, I, I had a really good early start because I was involved very, very early on Twitter and uh, had 30,000 followers. But then on Instagram, I was starting, I kid you not, with 50. And, you know, now over the course of a few months, I, or I'm over 2,000 on there. And not just that, but I think the difference is that you, you know, it's never just the numbers, right? So you look at it and I'm amazed because I go, I, I something I post might have a hundred some likes on there on, on Instagram and, uh, t- 10, 20 comments. And I might post that same content on Facebook and it doesn't have that kind of engagement. So you're competing with a, a smaller circle of people that are posting on there. So I think it's a really good place for people who maybe are looking for a secondary, um, or even a third, you know, kind of place for them to, to focus their content on. That's a great place for it. Love it. That hyper-engaged audience. Yeah, so important. Now, talk about this. Which influencers do you follow online or otherwise for your own motivation and inspiration? Well, it might kind of sound generic, and I, and I feel like he, he curses like a sailor. But oh, I, it's Gary, Gary Vee, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do already. <laughs> um, yeah, because it's funny. Um, I always am like, okay, when I share clips with of him with my mom, I'm like, I feel kind of awkward. I'm like, sorry, mom. He, he curses like a sailor. But, but um, I think... Uh, you know, what's really fascinating to me is that he, he's so, he's so inspirational to me. Cause I think he's, he, you know, tells it like it is where he's talking about for him, it's been the long game and, you know, overnight success. I was watching a video that he had about that and he was showing all the hundreds upon hundreds of videos he's done, had done for wine library TV before it really took off. And I mean, that's consistency, no matter what the results, you know, and I think there's, I think people have to be balanced with, okay, if you're banging your head against a wall and you're doing the same thing on social media and you're literally getting no improvements over like five years and you're probably, you know, probably going down the wrong path, but <laughs> you know, he, he understood that it was a build and that it continues to be a build and that's how you build wealth for the long term. Yeah, absolutely. If you can get past all the cursing yeah lots of great messages <laughs> to, to distill out of his uh his content absolutely now i'm gonna make a shift here towards the end alessandro i want to ask you this do you love to win or hate to lose and why Ooh, um i love to win i think it's one of those things where you know the process sometimes is not fun and the failures are not fun but winning doesn't mean that you win the first time, you know, you were, you might win after five times of falling down or, or failing. And I, and I think that's the kind of the key there is the people who win it's because they practice so much and they, and they really, you know, if you're an athlete, it's cause you keep at it and cause you're not going to be deterred. And I, you know, as recently as a month ago, I've had some things where I, that didn't go as planned at what I was thinking they would be. And I was like, you know what, if I let this get me down, I'm going to look back on this 20 years from now and say, Oh, if, if only, you know, and if I keep going, I'm going to win, you know, I'm going to win big. And it's going to be something where, again, like we were talking about, maybe it's the long term, maybe it's the next five years or 10 years, but it's going to be something where I'm out ahead and I'm, and I'm not just kind of going with the status quo. Yeah. And you talked about it before consistency. So key, give us something actionable here. What are you doing to wind down after a long or stressful day? Um, you know, it, it's funny cause I love marketing so much that I will <laughs> fun to me is, you know, just even reading articles or watching video about things that are working for people. And so that might sound like still work, but it's, <laughs> it's gets me, you know, pumped up where I think I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's such an exciting time, you know? So, um, I might do that or we, a lot of times me and my husband like to go work at Starbucks cause that's a really good kind of place to, to just be, have a different environment. And, and then of course my, I have three dogs. So 
they are uh, the loves of my life. I adore hanging out with them. So we hang out with them or go to the park. So those are some ways that I like to kind of wind down after a long day. Yep. Awesome. Now, boil this thing down for us. What is the one thing you want to leave with our listeners today about growing their online influence and growing their business? You know, what, one of the things is I'm, we talked a lot about video and I think it's just one of those things where if you, if you don't get on it and I, and I, it doesn't have to even be live streaming. That's the best possible scenario, but even just starting with pre-recorded video and doing some kinds of small bits of video content, I think the key is don't be a perfectionist about it. Just do it because if you record it 20 times and you're like, Oh, it's still not perfect. Then you're never going to get it done. So, I mean, that's advice to even my own self. Cause sometimes I'll do pre-recorded stuff. Yeah, and you're going to be too and, rigid anyway. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I'm going to, yeah, exactly. It's going to be very rehearsed. So, um, so just go for it, you know, and I think put content out there that's not perfect, but video is where it's at. I believe that a hundred and ten percent, you know, where it's something that, um, everyone from Mark Zuckerberg to any other social network is talking about how that's where their focus is and that's where audiences are, what audience are consuming. So get started in a video. Don't be intimidated. Um, you know, find someone who can encourage you in that and find someone who can, can, can really be a champion for you if that helps for you to get started. Yeah. And like you said, those algorithms are going to favor the live stuff. Look, Alessandra, if people want to learn more about you, your business and how you can help them champion their video, how can they find you? Yeah, I really love to talk to people um, on, you know, I talk a lot about Facebook and Facebook Live. So um, one way to do that is to get a hold of me on Facebook Messenger. You just go to m.me slash Co, and that's how you can message me on Facebook. Um, And then I also have a live workbook, which is kind of a quick start, how to plan your first live video um, on Facebook Live or Periscope. And if you go to influencebuzz.com slash live workbook, then you can get that there. We'll be sure to link all of that up in your show notes. Wow, this has been filled with actionable stuff here, Alessandra. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me this morning on Bidzy Small Business Society. You take care, all right? You too, thanks. Looking for more great audio content? Go to audibletrial.com forward slash Bidzy for a free audiobook download and access to a library of over 180,000 titles. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash Bidzy. Thank you for joining us today on Bidzy Small Business Society. Go to Bidzy.com for information and resources on how you can grow your business. Support Bidzy Small Business Society by writing a review and giving us a five-star rating in iTunes. Your positive review and five-star rating will allow us to continue bringing you free, valuable content from amazing and inspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners. Rate and review Bidzy Small Business Society today. 